And the river moves my mind And the river moves my mind today And the river moves my mind And the river moves my mind today Rain meets the river, river meets the valley, valley meets the rain Rain meets the river, river meets the valley, valley meets the rain. Rain meets the river, river meets the valley, valley meets the rain. Welcome to the Ankylosing Spondylitis Podcast. My name is Jason Sacco and I'm your host. As a 35 plus year Spondy, I'm looking to use this show to bring the Spondy community closer. I'll give my lifelong battle with AS to you. That includes triumphs, tragedies, and lessons. So sit back. Enjoy and know you are not alone. Child of wax, vote of soul, sing the hymns they left unsung. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Ankylosing Spondylitis Podcast. It's really great to be back again. I've been watching the numbers on the show and I just can't thank everybody enough. I looked and there's over 20 countries that this show has been downloaded in so far. That just blows my mind to be able to know that somebody somewhere around the world has has listened to the show and I, I hope found some help or enjoyment out of it. So, man, I'm just blown away. It's fantastic to see the, the numbers come in as everybody from around the world listens. And I wish there was a way to get this show into different languages to make it more accessible for some in the countries. But unfortunately, I only speak English, so this is the best I can do. But I really appreciate all of you folks with AS that are just like me looking for different answers, looking for camaraderie, somebody to talk to, somebody to, to understand what you're going through. So it's really great to be a part of this, and, and I consider that all of you listening are just as big a part of this as me actually doing the show because the feedback I get from you is great. So on to today's show. Take a lot of my topics or pick up a lot of my topic ideas from reading the various ankylosing spondylitis forum boards on Facebook. There's a lot of them, a lot of great questions come through, people then interact with, and, and I've learned a lot. Because honestly, when I was diagnosed, it was 1984. There was no internet. There was no way to collaborate or talk with anybody else. You went with a little bit that your doctor told you, and that was it. So now, fast forward 35 years, and I've talked to people in Australia, people in, you know, all around the United States, all over the place that are dealing with ankylosing spondylitis are much more up to date on some items than I have and have been great to put me over to areas to learn more. So I really appreciate that. Anyway, with today's show, we're looking at, you know, are there any natural treatments for, for AS? Now, some of this is going to be my opinion, and we may vary on how we look at it. But yes, there's some things that may help. For any of you with ankylosing spondylitis or caring for somebody with AS, again, I go back to what it is. It's a chronic condition. It's kind of a form of arthritis slash autoimmune disease that causes inflammation in the joints of the spine and the rest of your body for the most part. The joints where the spine meets the pelvis are most affected. That was my case. And the condition may also impact areas where tendons and ligaments attach to bones. It may cause inflammation in other areas of the body, such as your shoulders, ribs, hips, knees, feet, eyes, jaws, uh, your bowel can cause heart and lung conditions, 
but those are those are rare. But there's still potential for it that you want to definitely uh, work with your doctor so that he or she is looking all the time at your blood results and how you're responding to medications. So what are some of the symptoms of AS? Well, they can vary, but one is a loss of flexibility. This affected me when I was quite young. Uh, the ability to just bend over and say, touch the floor or bend over and touch your knees or anything started to be limited when I was probably 13 or 14 years old. Now, yes, I could still go out and jog and run and play as a kid, but I just didn't have that flexibility that some of the other people had. And I noticed that mine, over time as I aged, got less and less to where now, if something falls on the floor, my first thought is, do I really need that? Do I need to figure out how to bend down to pick it up? Another thing is spinal fusion. That's also a thing that affected me both in my lower spine and my neck. Uh, I still have some mobility to turn my neck both direction, but not great. And my lower back, forget about it. It is a mess. Everything's fused together solidly, including down into my SI joints, which theoretically don't exist anymore because they're so fused over. Blurred vision. This is kind of something that I've experienced mainly because of my frequent bouts when I was younger with iritis. My right eye now has floaties in it and so forth. So yes, there's blurred vision that goes along with it. And, and again, even if you don't wear glasses and have AS, make sure to have an ophthalmologist uh, handy in case you do experience iritis. There could be sensitivity to light, red and watery eyes. That's me. A lot of times I think it's allergies, uh, something in the air, but you know I, I do get the red and watery eyes. Eye pain, reduced lung capacity. I noticed there's been a lot of people on the forums talking about this lately in that they're saying they're having a harder time catching their breath breathing. You know, the lung capacity was something that was brought up to me almost from the get-go of when I was diagnosed. And one of the things my doctor said to me way back when I was 14 is he said, every morning when you get up, deep breathe for three to five minutes. And every night before you go to bed, deep breathe for three to five minutes. And I asked him kind of why. And he said, because those two times bookend uh, when you were less active and the chances of your lungs constricting in your, not your lungs, but you know, the, the bones in the rib cage constricting and doing damage were at nighttime because you just weren't taking deep breaths, you weren't running, whatever you do as a kid. So that was one thing. The other thing is a guy, he said, never, you know, how many guys put their wallet in their back pocket? He said, man, that's the worst thing you can do because that'll throw your hips off. So I've never... Since that point, I've never carried my wallet in my back pocket. There's another thing that I had never heard of before, and it's cauda equina syndrome. Apparently, that has to do with the nerve bundles at the end of your spinal cord. And again, I was reading up a little bit about it. I'll have a link to it in the show notes if you want to read more up about it. If it's concerned and you have tons and tons of pain that you think is more of a nerve pain down in your hip area, that's something you may want to discuss with your doctor. There could just be a general unwell feeling, you know, just constantly not feeling right. That can come from some of the medications we may take. That can come from the overall situation of just constantly being in pain, whatever your pain level is, a lack of sleep, or some combination of all of it. So that's certainly something to keep an eye out is the general unwell feeling. And then last but not least is stomach or bowel problems. Many folks will have Crohn's and or IBS go hand in hand with their AS. So be aware, again, these are all things you just you need to discuss with the doctor so that he or she can put you on the correct treatment plans. 
It's great to ask questions on the boards, and I love to see people ask questions, but don't use the, the boards as a substitute for talking with your doctor. Make sure that you're discussing all those symptoms you're experiencing with your doctor. So one thing to also remember is AS, while we all have the disease, none of us are going to be affected the same. Although AS is progressive and most people will tend to get more rigid as time goes on, not everybody will experience spinal fusion or severe complications. There can be people with AS that just have mild cases. That's fantastic for them. And it's a great thing to, I guess, deal with is less severity of the AS. So consider yourself lucky if that's how your AS presents itself to you. So one thing we talk about a lot online is what, you know, what causes it? ankylosing spondylitis. To be honest, nobody knows what the exact cause of AS is, though they do have some ideas that genetics plays a role as well as the HLA-B27 marker. I saw that that was present in like 95% of Caucasians with AS, but I didn't see any information showing that, how, what the percentage was of that present in non-Caucasians with, with AS. So I, I'll do some looking for that and again, refer to the show notes to see if there's any other additional information I find on that. But overall, having the HLA B27 gene, they think could have about a 40-ish percent risk for developing AS. But many people with this marker don't develop AS. And some people that don't have the HLA B27 turn out to positive to have AS. So, you know, what they're looking at is there's five or six other genes that may have a connection to AS. One of those is the IL one that Cosentix treats. So there's just these different ways that it could be triggered. And they're not sure if these genes combine in a certain way. And then we as AS people get a bacterial infection or if there's some other environmental factor that may trigger it. So it's really an area that just needs more research because, well, they have found some things that help to either slow progression or help to control it. I think the real breakthrough for all of us is going to be when they figure out what causes it. So risk factors to consider when you have AS, myself included, AS developed when I was an adolescent. I was 14, but I, I can remember symptoms going back to when I was 9, 10, 11. So as you're a young adult, you're growing and you're changing and your body's changing, and then you tap into it or throw on top of it AS, you know, there can be all sorts of items that that causes you to encounter. But you also want to know, is there a risk factor, you know, of your your family? Do, is there many folks in your family that have had AS? In my case, my, both of my parents were first generation American, and we didn't know anybody past that level. So nobody had AS. And the folks that we do know back in Europe, none of them have AS. So we're not 100% sure how it developed along and if anybody had it prior to that. So just know that those are things to consider when you're looking at the risk of whether it be having kids, donating blood, whatever. Make sure, again, to talk to your doctor about all of that stuff that combines to give us AS. Now, on to what I kind of talked to in the beginning, which is there any natural treatments for AS? Well, there are some. Along with my deep breathing that I do in the mornings and night, is I try to get some stretching in. Uh, I had to buy some of those stretching bands from the store, and I use those to help to stretch and pull on my lung capacity. And I also do, when I'm watching TV at night, I will do push-ups during the commercial period so that I try to get 10 push-ups done during each commercial period for an hour-long show. That's not overly taxing on me, but again, it continues to cause everything to kind of stretch and pull and move around, which is good. Heat therapy. You may use heating pads. Uh, in my case, if it's real cold and I'm driving, I have heated seats in my car and heated steering wheel. It's the first time in my life I've ever had those. 
and that has made a, just an amazing difference. So I, I enjoy using the heat to help alleviate some of my, my symptoms. Some people find that cold therapy works best. I've had folks tell me online that when they give themselves shots or if they have painful hips, they'll put frozen bags on their hips to help alleviate some of that pain. Me, I personally don't react well to cold. And I, yeah, right, I live in Michigan. Go figure that one out. But direct cold therapy causes me great pain but heat I can tolerate and heat helps. So again, it's just one of those things where we're all different. Number four, acupuncture. This is something I've really been wanting to try. I got the name of a local acupuncturist. I need to make an appointment to go visit them. I'd, I'd love to hear any of you that have done acupuncture, what the results have been and what you thought about it. You know, acupuncture again is where the needles go into certain spots on your skin to help alleviate pain by, I think, pressing and, and causing brief nerve interruptions. So again, I'm not an expert on it, but I do know I want to try it. Number five, massage therapy. I like massage therapy, but you, depending on the severity of your AS, you want to find a massage therapist that is comfortable with working on people that either they have a familiarity with AS or they're not going to get in there and just give you one of those deep tissue massages. Even though I have really severe spinal fusion, for me, the best massage out there is one when the person gets in there and just really really works at my lower spine and puts immense amounts of pressure on it to try and force it to go in the opposite direction that it wants to curve. That's my personal preference. Everybody's going to be different, but massage therapy can be very beneficial to you for a, a number of, of things. But I hope you all get to try it because it's really amazing. Number six, just movement, just getting up and walking around. Not everybody can do deep running, which sometimes is good for you, but any type of extreme movement. But in my case, I walk with a cane. I get up, I walk around my apartment. I try to move around the apartment complex. I try to walk as much as I can because I know stretching the legs, stretching the back, using the arms, stretching the neck, all of that is good. So I encourage you, get out there. Move as much as you can. Even if it's just getting up from the couch, walking a couple times back and forth across your living room, all of that movement will start. You, you have to start somewhere. And I really want to see everybody really, really start to try and combat the AS as best they can. Doesn't mean you have to jump up there and plan on doing a marathon or anything like that. I just love to see as a community, all of us using some form of exercise to help alleviate some of the pain. Now, that goes to number seven, which is exercise. For many, including myself, swimming is the best type of exercise I can do because it takes all the pressure off the joints in my body, takes the weight off of everything, and I can float, swim, stretch, everything. But I don't have access to a pool year-round. So in the summertime, I can swim in the lake, but I don't have access, like I said, to a pool year-round. So if you do, man, great Use it, exercise, keep that movement of your body going, and keep that fluidity with your bones going. If you don't, look into local Ys, local gyms that might have a pool. Do the best that you can do, friends, whatever, just to try and get yourself some pool time. There's also lifting weights, and I've discussed this a lot in previous episodes. If you can lift weights, that's great. Do it. Do it to the extent that your doctor says it's, it's acceptable for you to do. Make sure, again, with everything that you're running this by your doctor so that he or she can monitor your progress. But with lifting weights, do what you can do until your body says you can't do it. So don't force yourself to try and lift extreme amounts of weight if your body is not wanting to cooperate. You know, you know yourself best, so I'll, I'll leave it at that and say just exercise to what you're capable of exercising. Number eight, this I wasn't familiar with. It's called the Alexander Technique, and it's 
has to do with practicing good posture. And again, I, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because I don't know what it is. But in the show notes, I'm going to leave a website to the official website for the Alexander Technique and to find a qualified teacher near where you live. And so be it if you want to want to look into that further. Number nine, TENS therapy. I had a 10 units for a while and, you know, I really didn't find relief out of it. But I know some people absolutely love them. The TENS machine, you connect electrodes to yourself and you use electric current to stimulate parts of your body to override the pain signal. With my lower left leg being a drop foot, at one time they wanted to install a basically a TENS machine inside my back buttocks and run the, the electrodes up my spine. And that was just too much. I was like, nah, I, I don't want to do that. So I passed on it. Would it have been beneficial? Maybe. But I just wasn't comfortable having anybody touch my spine, even if it was just running electrodes up it. So I passed on it. But I know many people use a TENS machine. They use that as part of their daily routine. If it helps you, great. All of these things are are really predicated upon it helping you. And if it does, great. Keep at it and you know continue to do it. Number 10, and this is one that's dear to me, stop smoking. You know, smokers especially men, are at risk for greater spine damage from AS than non-smokers. How they came up with that men are at greater risk, I don't know, but that's not the first place I've seen that. Not only can smoking improve your AS functions, but if you quit smoking, you can hopefully increase your lung function, lessen possible cancer risks, and save money. Just flat out save money, which might allow you to do whatever the Alexander technique is, or join a gym, or get a massage more often, join a stretching class. And one I want to add in here, which isn't on the list, but I think is really good, falls under the exercise, is if you can try yoga. Now, that doesn't mean you've got to do Burkram yoga and stick yourself in a 105-degree room and go crazy. Look on YouTube. Just type in beginner yoga. There's so many options out there. And it's good to cover the stretching and movement and and all of that wrapped into one without a lot of bone jarring exercise options. So if you don't have a gym, check out yoga options on YouTube or a yoga class if you have that accessible to you. I actually got the app for DDP Yoga, Diamond Dallas Page, which was a wrestler, and his yoga I, I like. I'm not good at it. I don't do it as regularly as I should, but I do find some relief in it. So that's my little spiel. The other thing you can do, and this really can make a big difference, is improving your sleep. I have terrible sleep habits because I tend to not always wear my sleep apnea machine. So one thing I had to do was get a different pillow. I found a pillow that had a cutout where your shoulder goes so that it provided a better flat neck experience. And I can only use one pillow. I know many people will use multiple pillows. Uh, Look for a medium firm mattress. Well, I do have a pillow top on on mine for, I think it's an inch and a half. Underneath of it is more of a firm mattress, and that's really seemed to make a difference. I'm I'm very comfortable on that. Sometimes you can use heat therapy before bed to reduce pain. You know, if it's real bad, I've been known at 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night to either take a hot shower or get up and take a hot shower to help get that movement going again. And then I don't do this one, but they say don't sleep with a pillow between your legs. I'm not sure what causes that, but hey. If there's an option of making you feel better, do what works best for you. Then as we know, there's also, you know, well, I talked about a lot of natural ways. There is the traditional treatments, whether they be, you know, the NSAIDs or the biologics. So, you know, again, the whole key of this is to sit down with your doctor 
and work with them on a plan to either find the right medications that help you in conjunction with some of these natural treatments or work through the medication you're trying to find out if it long-term helps you and just keep going and don't give up. That's really the key to this whole thing is just don't give up. So while we won't all re- you know, respond to all of these in a positive way, you know, I wish you all great luck as you combat AS. I'm online and on the forums quite a bit, and you can send me a message. I really, really love to hear from everybody. I've gotten just some amazing feedback from folks. And again, I'm touched that everybody has gone out, listened to the show, and for those of you that have helped me produce it, to bring great content to the listeners. So again, thank you so much. Y'all have a great day.